The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. I'm devastated. Uh, he he loved uh, what he did this past year. It was his first year that he wasn't scouting and he was an ambassador. I think the first ever Oiler ambassador. And we had so many comments from our customers and our employees how fortunate they were to work with him. And he was so happy. He was happy not traveling. And he was really happy with the new building, the team, and what he was doing. And he was really looking forward to the coming years. And I'm just, I'm, I'm shocked that this all went down so quick. And, you know, I, I'm going to really miss him. Kevin Lowe speaking at that news conference this morning that got underway about 1040. Uh, the Oilers had arranged it, um, letting everyone know about the passing of enforcer Dave Simanko. Uh, an iconic uh, Edmonton mm-hmm. Oiler one. Uh, if you remember the glory years, of course, and I do, uh, he was a key component to that, playing alongside some of the oh, yeah. greatest players in the world. It, it's funny because Dave Simanko, Carol, my wife, was quite... Um, taken aback this morning as many people were that was her favorite he was a NHL player favorite it's, it's just weird day. yeah it's just weird and you know a lot of people uh when someone passes says you know they were my favorite this or that uh but i can back up that statement the only uh jersey we have um in our basement autographed is dave Semenko, other than uh, Oilers jersey mm-hmm. other than uh, Connor McDavid and that's not an Oilers jersey it's an Erie Otters jersey mm-hmm. and that it, that jersey actually has it's funny like we were just uh, Carol and I were just standing by talking this morning it has a funny story to it because or, or a funny history we did that life for cancer benefit mm-hmm. um, for years we sold a lot of memorabilia I wanted to put together a set of six jerseys, um, classic Oilers jerseys. Semenko was among them. And when I went online to the sites that sell that kind of thing or to agents that I knew that did signings, nobody had a Dave Semenko. <laughs> he's simply not, in the eyes of people outside of Edmonton, he simply wasn't so iconic that you would deal in Semenko uh memorabilia so i didn't know what to do the set wouldn't be complete without that so i just phoned the oilers which is something you can't really do um you have to go through the uh edmonton oilers community foundation and you know otherwise they'd be inundated with phone calls so i just phoned the oilers and and explained to the receptionist what i needed and uh she was like okay well i don't know you know what I can do about that. And I was like, oh, I, you know, and I, I begged, basically. She said, well, let me put you on hold. So she put me on hold. And then this guy answers. He's like, yeah, uh, you know, uh, can I help you? And I said, oh, I think somebody is helping me. And he goes, you, you wanted an autograph from Dave Semenko? And I said, yeah. And he goes, well, I'm Dave Semenko. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, oh. Yeah. I go, wow, like, uh, so how do I arrange this? And he goes, well, do you know where our offices are? And I said, yeah. He goes, do you have the jersey? And I said, yeah. And he goes, bring it. Yeah. So I, I just brought, and he uh, walked out, signed it for me, and we talked for a couple of minutes. He walked back in. I think, you know, from, from everything I've read and, and heard over the past, you know, how many hours since the news broke this morning, uh, really obvious that there was 
two sides to yes. Dave Semenko. There was the on-ice side and um, that look. And anytime you've seen that, those eyes, I mean, he has those piercing, piercing eyes and, you know, tough as nails mm-hmm. on the ice. But then on the other side, everyone's calling him a gentle giant. Off yes. the ice, he was um, he was a, a, a great influence in the dressing mm-hmm. room. Um, when you hear about different things with his, with his daughter, with family, with all of that. And that is, I think that says a lot uh, yeah. a, about, a, about a person. And hearing the outpouring, the absolutely outpouring of, of grief and how people are feeling today about this. I mean, they may not have known him, but they, 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 they were there along with that during those glory years, mm-hmm. living it. And, you know, you talk about how it was Wayne's bodyguard and all of that and what he did on the ice, allowing all of the, let's say, finesse players to be able yeah. to do what they needed to do. That's exactly right, because the game of hockey has changed. And it's not played the way it was played when Dave Semenko was a key component of the Edmonton Oilers. Dave Semenko knew what his role was. Everyone who watched the Oilers knew what Semenko's role was as well. And some of our favorite memories, I think, for those of us who were following the Oilers back then, and again, I was among them, were not just his on-ice presence guarding the likes of uh, Wayne Gretzky Mm -hmm. or Yari Curry or, or these guys, but also his rivalry with uh, Tim Hunter. Tim Hunter. And I, I swear, and you know, back then it was the Smythe Division, uh, Calgary and Edmonton, massive rivals, and I'm quite hopeful that we'll get there again with uh, what's going on with both those teams. But that was also an iconic rivalry. Mm-hmm. And not only the two teams, but those two men. And I swear... Sometimes I wondered if either of them were wearing skates. They, <laughs> <laughs> they would just go over the boards and go directly to each other. Tim Hunter was on uh, the Jesperson show this morning and was asked about, was there one memorable fight, the one fight that you, <laughs> that you really remember? And he said, you know what? It was probably the first one. Uh, we fought in the crowd. Um, you know, there was a lot of hype that Calgary was bringing up this tough, young, tough guy. I played against Dave in Wichita, so I knew what he was all about. I saw him. He was on a conditioning assignment, came down, and but we didn't fight there. Um, so I knew what how big he was and everything. And then when we did fight, uh, I thought I did really well. And then, you know, I saw the, the viciousness of, of how things went at the end of the fight. I had done pretty well. I thought it was... You know, proud as a peacock, and I made the mistake of sticking my chin out and uh, saying, "How do you like that?" And then he he sucker punched me over the linesman, and then Jim Poplinski had to dive in. So, you know, I, I kind of get a kick these days at the you know, there's a code of things you do and do, don't do. There's there's no code in those days. It was uh, every man for himself, and if uh, if uh, you got the best of me, I was going to try to get the best of you in, a, in another way, and that's just the way it was. And, uh, so I learned in a hurry um, that uh, never let your guard down, and uh, and Dave was uh, one mean sob. <laughs> one mean sob. But I just <laughs> I loved it when I was listening to that to that clip, and says, you know, I felt pretty proud of myself. Stuck my chin out, and some Michael came over and sucker punched me. <laughs> I know you learned some lessons the yeah, hard way, sure. don't you? See, it's uh, funny. I, I have to say that. Uh, Somebody asked on texting, well, if I bought uh, that jersey as a set, how did it end up in my basement? Here's how it ended up in my basement. I sold it as a set at that uh, fundraiser. Don Adams from Varco Welding Uh in uh, Nisku bought it. And he asked me after the uh, benefit, 
um, you must own a lot of memorabilia, you know, just given yeah. how much I've sold over the years. And I said, I don't own any. And he said, well, if you could own one piece of memorabilia, what, what would, would it, it be? be? And I said, it'd be Dave Simenko. And uh, he gave it to me. Some of your texts coming in this afternoon, Haas says, we called him Cement Head. Yeah, heard that a lot. Because, not because he was tough. Not because he was stupid, but because he was That's tough, right. That's tough, right. Tough. Tough as cement. T, uh, Steve says, wow, two Edmonton fan favorites, uh, Larry Highbaugh and now Dave Semenko. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace from West End Steve. Trevor says, it's a bit early, but hoping for a park or something similar to be named uh, for Dave. And this one from Smoky Lake says he wasn't a scrapper or a fighter. He was a protector, and that's why we all loved him. Getzlaff and Kessler are hated because they are scrappers. Chippy SOBs. I guess it depends on how you uh, define scrapper, because certainly Dave Simanko had a lot of fights. Uh, but I think I get the, uh, the, um, you know, the message behind that tweet or that text. He didn't go looking for fights. But he never ran for Yeah, me. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was, I never met him except for that fight. What was it, two months ago? Yeah, he was at Roger's place. <laughs> he was at Roger's place. It was, I think it was the first playoff yeah. game. <laughs> and I was an absolute idiot. I was a fool. Yeah. But they had wheeled out George LaRock, Fernando Pisani, and... Dave, Dave Semenko. That's right. And George LaRock, if you were listening, Chedville, you'll you'll remember that he came on our show, and it was the first one I saw because, you know, George George blocks everybody. So he came over. And then when we were leaving, I saw Fernando and another fella who looked kind of familiar, but wasn't really sure, <laughs> I know, standing you asked together. Me, who is that? And I said, Oh, I need to go back and say hi to Fernando. And so I ran over to Fernando, and I'm like, you don't know me, but I just want to say I love watching you during that playoff run, you know, and uh, just thanks for the memory. And then I turned to who was Dave Semenko, but I didn't realize. I'm like, and, and I looked at him, I said, and you are? And he looked at me, and I said, yeah, never mind. And I sprinted away, and I was I like, oh, my gosh. And I know, because so you, you came up to me. Later and... on, I was watching the game, right. and I was like, oh, that was Dave Semenko. I'm an idiot. Uh, 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 too funny. Just an idiot. So let's take a quick break here. Jed, hold the line. We'll get your phone call. As we go to break, you were talking about Tim Hunter and Dave Semenko fighting and just yep. watching them. Well, here's a listen back to a fight from April 1983. The fans are standing and cheering as they watch this slugfest. Tim Hunter, Dave Semenko. Hunter, he's handled himself rather well against Big Dave Semenko, and that has to be very tiring. And, of course, the noise and the excitement of the fans here at the corral. One story, well, there's probably more than one, but one, one story that, uh, that I remember is uh, when Semenko got traded to uh, Toronto. I think me and Koff were still playing together, but um, I remember going back, Semenko was on the ice, I remember going back for the puck, and I, I knew he was coming, and I was expecting a big hit, and then all of a sudden I heard, I heard him yell, I'm coming, look out. And he just, I got the puck and I probably skated as fast as I could. But he, I don't think he had any intentions of hitting me. He was giving me a good heads up on it. But, uh, you know, the stories go on and on about him. And, and he's going to be missed around here. 
Uh, for sure he will be. We've been, that was uh, Charlie Huddy, by yeah, the way. We've been remembering uh, Dave Semenko, of course, uh, passing away, uh, losing a battle to cancer. One that came up very quickly. Pancreatic uh, cancer. And uh, yeah, within the past month. And unfortunately, you know, pancreatic cancer, the cancer statistics were just released mm-hmm. last week. And they actually highlighted pancreatic cancer. And there's only an 8% survival Yikes. Um, uh, chance with pancreatic cancer. Just uh, fast and hard and, and awful, to be honest with you. You. you know, I just wanted to point out, uh, because many people have such favorable memories of uh, Dave Smenko, but uh, other Oilers who played on those same teams in that same era, and, you know, sometimes it's because we feel that that was the brand of hockey that we loved the most, or that that was, of course, uh, the team that won the most Stanley Cups. But I think what separates a lot of those players from that era and uh, those from this is that we saw them both as great Oilers, but also great Edmontonians and people who uh, really called Edmonton their home. Uh, Dave Simanko, Grant Fear, there's a lot of those guys uh, came in, played hockey, stayed, stayed here. here. And you run into them all the time. I can't. I, I can't count on two hands how many times I've run into Grant Fuhrer. Yeah. Um, my man, I went riding my bike with Huddy a couple exactly, years back, and exactly. I was like, "How'd that happen?" You see them all the time. But it 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 was also a different time. You would see those guys out in the bars, yes, that's and right. and there wasn't um, as much, I think, as a wall. I would mm-hmm. say a wall between them, security between them, whether it was at Goose Looney's or Barry T's, whatever it was. And that was all of them, because yeah. you would, I, I ran into Gretzky more than once. He used to like to go to the Sidetrack Cafe. Uh, for that uh, for that Sunday night comedy mm-hmm. bowl, you're right. They were out there. Um, you could see them. You could talk to them. They it's were just around. different than it is yeah. uh, right now. I'm not saying it's it's better or worse, it is just but it was, it was different. A yeah. uh, lot of your texts coming in this afternoon. Um, Someone says, you're not the only idiot, Jalen. Samanka was at a hockey tournament in our town in the spring, and my 11-year-old was singing the anthem before some games. I was waiting for her with my 6-year-old, and Samanka walked by. I really wanted to get a picture with him. And my little one, she's very little. He was huge. But I thought, who is he? She <laughs> <laughs> just stopped. <laughs> um Hey guys, a heavy, heavy heart today as the city and Oilers fans have lost the biggest community icon of all time. In much respect of what he did and stood for as a player and even more, um, I learned what kind of man he was off the ice. Life just isn't fair. It sounds like he was really enjoying this new p- uh, position and then life fell and w- it fell in one fell swoop and it was taken all away from him. A very sad day in Edmonton. Edmonton. That's from Dave M. And Jed, hold on a second. Mike says, I saw Dave box Muhammad Ali. Remember right. that? Yep. I can't remember remember the year it ended in a draw and Ali yelled I want a rematch <laughs> <laughs> Jed is on the phone hi Jed hi guys I used to do the back-to-back Calgary to Edmonton with the fights and everything we used to go uh, Saturday Sunday Saturday Calgary Sunday Edmonton but what I remember is uh, 1985 I moved to Thunder Bay and in 1989 they had an alumni game at the Gardens and there was Semenko there was Tiger Williams and Lanny McDonald on the line <laughs> at the end of the game Right in the corridor, and you know the corridor, Jaden, at, at the front of the gardens there. Sure he had the sure time do. for everybody. Mm-hmm. He stood there, he autographed. He must have been there for a couple hours. Hmm. And the people were just lined up to get his autograph. That's what I remember about him. Well, what was the line again? Lanny McDonald, Dave Semenko? There was Lanny McDonald, Tiger Williams, <laughs> and there was Dave Semenko. And when uh, Tiger scored, he actually did the one where he goes on his knees and slides down the ice. Yeah. 
and Schmenko throws his gloves up in the air and just sort of <laughs> like, what the heck? Uh, yeah, no, it was it was good. It was an alumni game. It was at the Gardens. I used to play for Thunder Bay Twins, so I had access to the Gardens. There was a senior team at Thunder Bay, so I had access to the Gardens. We were down in the dressing areas and everything. It was crazy. That guy was a massive man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone yeah, talks sure. about how big he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, Jalen, I'll tell you, walking out of a dressing room, he turned sideways. That's how he <laughs> sideways. He's, he's a very big man, but I'll tell you, he had the time. He had the time for everybody, and I, I wasn't that great of an Edmonton Oilers fan, but I'll tell you, I sure got a lot of respect for the guy that day. Yeah, for good. sure. Thanks, okay. Jed. Appreciate Thanks, it. Yeah. Have a good one. Thank you. Um, someone says just went past a store called Sammy's Place, number twenty-seven, everywhere. Hmm. Um. Another text that came in says, reminds me of my dad's passing, which was within four weeks of finding out. Sounds like he had a galloping cancer like my dad. Cement Head was my dad's favorite, which made him my favorite. It's a sad day. Yeah, for sure it is. Oh, man. And, you know, listening to the guys this morning talk at that uh, news conference as well, and I think, um, who was it that spoke first? Um, Paul Coffey, actually, and started to speak and choked up Mm -hmm. and had to step away for a second. And it's just... You know, when you have that sort of brotherhood in that uh, that that kinship, and I think it's one of those. It doesn't matter if you don't see each other every day, every week, or even every month. That when you go through what those guys went through, it, and absolutely. and how it's followed in the years past, yeah. it's just that's well, that's a big hole. Sure. Anytime you've played on a team, you know what it feels like to mm-hmm. count on those around you. Um, team teamwork is one of the greatest skills and one of the greatest uh, just practical things that you'll ever go through but to be teammates on that team uh, such a famous iconic team and over many years and they were you know they came into the league and and i don't know i just i'm almost at a loss for words they shouldn't have done as well as they did bunch of kids bunch of kids right and Uh, it's funny because when we look at the kids that are on the team now and you look at um, Connor McDavis. Well, sure. he's just a kid. He's just a kid. Yeah, These, 18, 19, were these were just kids, too. Yeah. Kids who just, uh, yeah, did an unbelievable... Well, they just became a dynasty, right? So I, and that's what I was going to say. Anyone who's played on a team knows you always remember your teammates and you have very vivid memories of playing with them and, and, and different individual plays and circumstance and maybe road trips and mm-hmm. parties. And you remember all of it. But I can imagine that it would be times a million if you're among the most elite hockey players in the world and you end up winning as many cups as the Oilers won. Um, yeah, I guess you would always hold on to that. Glenn Sather said today, he said um, he remembers him as two different people. He says nobody was tougher, softer, or funnier. And he says, I remember loaning him money so he could buy a place for himself and his daughter. Years later, the prices went up and he sold them and he came back and wanted to give me 10% interest. I didn't want it, but he was such an honorable guy. I'm going to hmm. miss him a lot. Uh, Paul Coffey um, told a funny story this morning uh, when he went to was the first training camp that they go out to in Jasper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was his first, his first meeting with Dave Semenko. <laughs> Take a listen. My first training camp in Jasper, Alberta, in 1980, and you know, being there as a young kid, a shy kid, an early draft pick, really trying to fit in, and we're all sitting outside the outside the restaurant, the bar area, and Samek says, "Do you want to make some friends?" And I said, "Yeah, 
He says, why don't you buy everybody around? And I said, no problem. So the beer came, and at the time it was Olympia beer, and it cost 50 bucks, which I was a little bit devastated. That was a lot of money. And just to make like only he can, just looked at me and said, yeah, but look at all the friends you made. Bought everybody a beer, and that was my... Uh, that was my induction to him, introduction to him, and, and just what a great guy he was, a great teammate. Paul Coffey talking today about uh, Dave Semenko, and that's just kind of like a classic trick that you play on the on the young Always. kid, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, the Oilers' statement that they put out today, it said, it is with great sadness we announced the passing of Oilers legend Dave Semenko after a short but courageous battle with cancer. Dave will be remembered as a fierce competitor, loyal teammate, fan favorite, and dear friend to so many. His legendary toughness on the ice is surpassed only by his kindness and caring for others, and his equal, equally legendary wit and sense of humor. Our hearts go out to Dave's family and many friends. Once an oiler, always an oiler. And a memorial service is being planned for sometime next week. Uh, details expected to come in the next few days. The 2.30 News with Eileen Bell is coming straight up on the other side. We'll move on to some other news of the day, but as well, we'll uh, you can keep sending us texts about uh, your yeah, thoughts your on this day. We want to yep. hear We want to hear from you on this day, and we'll hear from a few more people who knew Dave Semenko well. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.